Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe. We back at it. We back at it again. A lot to talk about. Listen, this Jets team has a lot of options. A lot of options going forward for the future. And our head coaching search, things is really heating up. We got, you know, we got a lot to talk about tonight. So listen, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. Love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up, okay? I'm fired up. Listen, I'm also um, across my social media platforms as well, YoungJ000 on YouTube or on, uh, on Twitter, uh, the Long Beach Joe Show on Twitter as well. Also, follow me across my Instagram, too. My Instagram is LongBeachJoe00. Please, you know what I'm saying? Follow me across there. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks on there as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm also on iTunes, too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The Long Beach Joe Show. Go on there. Please subscribe to me on iTunes. Give me some ratings. You know what I'm saying? Give me a five star. Tell me what you think about the show. I love, you know, going back and forth with folks. And and I love, you know, everyone just showing me love or just talking about, you know, listening to my content and, you know, engaging with me. So I love that. So, again, everybody, please, you know, hit me up in those platforms. But, listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight, and we're going to get to it. 515-602-9639, call in. Uh, I want to talk to everybody. But before we get to everybody, I just want to give a little, you know, my little take about our head coaching search. Everyone knows we've brought a couple of guys in, different people. It's, it's been Multiple guys we just, uh, you know, interviewed Brian DeBall, uh, Joe Brady, Brandon Stately. You know, there's other guys we brought in as well, Arthur Smith, Matt Eberflus, um, you know, Marvin Lewis, we interviewed him, uh, Aaron Glenn. The list goes on and on. There's so many names that we, guys that we brought in. But it's really starting to heat up right now because there's reports coming out that Robert Saleh, um, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, is getting a second interview. And he seems to be uh, according to, you know, reports, he seems to be one of the guys that's leading, um, you know, in, in the candidate to, uh, you know, be the Jets' next head coach. And a lot of people are thinking, hey, he's getting that second interview that he's going to probably be the guy to get the job. Now, for some of you that don't know about Robert Saleh, let me tell you, this dude is a fiery guy. He's fiery. He's motivated. He's, you know, he gets in his players, you know, behinds if they don't do what he needs them to do. Um, you know, he's a guy that inspires players, all the players, you know, especially in the defensive side over there in San Francisco, they love him. Uh, you know, he was, he was definitely in San Fran. He was a defensive coordinator since 2017. That's when Kyle Shanahan originally like put his staff together. He was there, uh, but he really shined. He really came on in like 2019, 2020. Um, they battled a lot of stuff, man. The Niners had a lot of injuries. We played the Niners. They had a hell of a lot of injuries just in that game alone. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, Bosa and, I think Butner went down in that game. Uh, Thomas, I think, went down in that game. They had so many uh, guys, you know, not playing on that side of the football for them. But guess what? Uh, they were still able to keep things together, and a big part of that was because he was there as their defensive coordinator. He made sure that their scheme was good, that everything was put together. And let me tell you something. They balled out. They still played well, even with all the injuries and things that they sustained. Um, you know what I'm saying? So he's just doing his thing over there. And, I mean, the defense just did not give up whatsoever. They were still able to push, go forward, and I think they only gave up – I think they finished like fifth in yards or something like that, allowed per game. Um, so this was a defense that was still able to produce while, while being there. 
Um, and he seems like, again, a head coaching candidate, um, seems like the guy here that, that may get the job. And I know that there's some, you know, people that are not necessarily excited about it. Some people want us to go with an offensive-minded guy. Um, you know, me, myself, there was, the guys on my list were pretty offensive-minded. But I think Soleil can bring something to the table as well from a, a standpoint of being a defensive, you know, a defensive coordinator, so more of a defensive-minded head coach. But it's also about the staff that he assembles, I think, is extremely important as well. Having him here is phenomenal. That's great. But who else is he going to bring here to really help that other side of the football get better? Who else is he going to bring here to groom and mature our young quarterback, whether it be Sam Darnold or we take, you know, Justin Fields, who we'll be talking about tonight as well? Um, who is going to be in charge of bettering you know, this offense that has stunk for the last, you know, two plus years, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of questions surrounding that, a lot of things going on. Um, but let me tell you, Soleil's supposed to be getting in. Uh, there's Jets are supposed to be flying him in and figuring out what's going on there. So we'll see how that works out. We'll see what happens. But right now, again, you know, according to a lot of reports, he's the name, he's the hot name. Uh, to get the Jets job. And let me tell you something before I get to the callers, because we're going to get to you folks in just a second. It's crazy how all these narratives, right? Does everybody remember all the narratives? The Jets lost the first pick in the first round. Oh, the Jets are stupid. They, there's nobody after the first pick that's going to matter. That narrative was smashed. We're now talking about Justin Fields. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, Devontae Smith and the show he put on last night. Um, so all these narratives about that is being smashed, right? Push that aside. Oh, the Jets don't have the first pick. Oh, the Jets are an unattractive spot for next, you know, hot head coaching hires. Nobody's going to want to coach the Jets. They, they can't get Trevor Lawrence. That's been smashed as well. That narrative's been smashed. Uh, you got guys like Brian DeBow coming in for interviews. Um, uh, you know, Robert Soleil is the guy that's coming in. He's coming in for a second interview. We've interviewed Eric Bianini, Matt Eberflus, all these hot coaching candidate names, right? The ones that we weren't supposed to be able to get. Damn, we're getting them. All those narratives from before about how, oh, yeah, we'll never be able to get these guys. Well, they're coming in, and they're taking interviews. So they're clearly interested in the job here, and now we're about to get another guy back for a second interview, and he may be the guy we actually hire, and he's a hot name. All those narratives, I remember those narratives, they're being smashed. They're being smashed. So I'm going to get to the callers. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the head coaching, uh, the head coaching search. I know some people want to talk about everything outside of, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, about Robert Soleil as well. There's other coaching candidates other people won't. We're also going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Some people want to trade for him. I want to hear your takes on that. I want to hear your takes, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about the draft a little bit too. So we're going to get to the line. Salute to everybody, you know, on the lines. Please be patient. I got quite a bit of callers, but I will get to everybody. I'll listen to everybody's takes. Um, also, salute to my guys in the chat, my savages in the chat. Is this your first time listening to me? I call everybody in the chat my savages, man. Why? Because they're savage. Nobody is safe. Nobody. Okay? Anybody can get it out here. It doesn't matter. And they will let you know. All right? So I'm going to get to the callers first, and I will be coming to the savages a little bit later on in the show. So if you're in the chat talking, I will be responding to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go to my guy E first, man. E, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. And I want to hear your takes, my man, because let me tell you something. This head coaching search is heating up right now. E, e, salute to you. Welcome to the show. Give me your thoughts about Robert Soleil possibly being the next head coach for the New York Jets. What's up, Joe? Every time, every time I look more into it, it grows on me more and more, man. I would, I would love this guy. Uh, a buddy of mine's a 49ers fan, so I've watched some games with him. And every time I saw, I saw this 
super pumped up guy on the sideline, you know, giving high fives. And then I come home, watch the Jets game, and I see a dude just standing there with his play sheet over his mouth and just sitting on a bench, uh, Adam Gase. And uh, that would just be night and day. <laughs> and and I, I love this move. And not only do I love the candidate, and, like, a lot of people are worried about, you know, it's a defensive guy, we probably want an offensive guy. Well, the mm-hmm. coordinators he can bring with him are phenomenal. So the, here are the three names I've heard. So you got Mike Kafka, who's the quarterback's coach for the mm-hmm. – Kansas City Chiefs basically helped yeah. very much help develop Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he could be the offense coordinator, and then you have the two. What you have the passing game coordinator Matt Le- no Mike Lafleur, brother of Matt Lafleur. Mike Lafleur yeah. seems to be doing a pretty good job, and then Mike McDaniel's the run game coordinator. So you could bring either one of those three alongside him, mm-hmm. which they're all very highly touted coordinators. I would be so in for that, and then you just bring you obviously bring kind of a you know a smaller name defensive coordinator because probably Saul will call it defensive plays, stuff like that. But he'll kind of fill that CEO role. But man, I, I would I'd love this role. I, it keeps changing with me for like who I want the most, who's like my number one. I think he might be my number one mm-hmm. at the moment just because of the staff he can bring. My number one unfortunately doesn't look like he's gonna interview, which is Matt Campbell from uh, Iowa State. Uh and yeah. it looks like he's not gonna interview. I'd love to get also Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Uh I don't know what the deal with him is. Usually with the college coaches, they don't, they're not, there's not too much buzz on them with interviews and stuff until kind of later in the process. But Sala, man, if he's coming back for a second interview, don't let him leave the building, man. And I think we're probably, honestly, man, like I, we, on a couple of shows ago, we talked about, you know, the most attractive spots. I honestly think we might be number two because of the stuff that's been going on with the Jaguars owner about how this guy wants to take roster control and stuff like that. I don't yeah. think any coach wants yeah. to deal with that. So, um, I think we might be number two, uh, which is cool. And I think we have a really good shot at getting this guy. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm super high on him. I'd love to see him be our next head coach. Yeah, and, and a lot of things that you brought up, and, again, I want to thank you for calling it E. A lot of things that you brought up are, are right or spot on. You know, I'm excited about the guy. He wasn't necessarily my top guy, but – you know, even, you know, hearing about him being in the search where the Jets were interested in him early, I said, okay, this is a guy that I could see us doing some work with, even though he's not, you know, one of my top three guys, he's still a guy that could be qualified to come here, really do things. And one of the things that you brought up is the staff, the importance of the staff, Kafka and, and even LaFleur, you know, are some of the guys rumored to be, you know, coming in with him as well. Those are guys that have been around that actually put things together you know, offensively and really help us. And like you said, the quarterback's coach coming over, you know, from Kansas City, that would be huge because, again, and we've talked about this constantly, have we not, E, the importance of having someone come in and be able to understand how to utilize a young quarterback in his skill set, how to better a young quarterback in his skill set, and how to make sure that a young quarterback is confident when they go out there and what they have to do. Now, with all of that said, though, E, I know you said some of your guys that, you know, Matt Campbell, uh, you talked about uh, Fitz, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick as well, not being a guy that, you know, we ended up with, uh, they didn't interview. But are there any other guys that you think the Jets should be interested outside of Soleil? Because I like Brian DeBow, I loved Eric B, and I would love to see those guys get a chance. Even though Soleil is coming in for that second interview, I know that the Jets are going to keep their tires moving as well. Would you be interested in other coaches, you know, that could still be out there outside of Soleil if the Jets do not lock into him? Yeah, so Brian Dable is probably my favorite as, out of the offensive coordinators between him and Joe Brady. I, Joe Brady was my number mm-hmm. one at one point, but I honestly don't know if he's ready yet. He's like, It's not really his age that it's an issue with his experience. Yeah. 
He's only been an NFL yep. play caller for for a year. I think he needs another year too. Just with him assembling the staff, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ready yet. At first, I was like, oh, you know, you get a a young guy, young team, but I, I honestly would, would rather go with the safer option. But um, Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy, I do like uh, Matt Eberflus. Uh There's not a ton of talent on that Colts defense, and he gets a ton out of them. Uh, I'm high on him, especially I haven't heard that many people. I, I just don't think a lot of people are familiar with him, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, okay, okay. Uh, PJ Flex. What are your thoughts on Doug Peterson? Absolutely no. Absolutely okay. no. Okay. I don't I, know. I don't want any okay. – I don't want retread. But that's the thing with me. I, I think this these guys, like, you know, the Mike McCarthy's, the Adam Gates, like, I'm not comparing these guys. But Mike McCarthy, Doug Peterson, they won a Super Bowl. But it was a few years ago. And, man, seeing what happened in Philly this past year, like, he had a former MVP talent court, like a quarterback who almost won an MVP. And he just – he literally yeah. looked like you had to trade him. I, I just think all these retread guys, I think they need a year as a coordinator – and, you know, I, I'm just not interested in him. Also, I think a big factor – I don't want to take away too much from the guy. I think a big factor in 2017 with how good that offense was with Frank Reich, who's now the Colts, you know, head coach, and he's a phenomenal head coach. So, I, yeah. I just – I really just don't want to get a, a retread option. It, it, like, depends which retread it is. Like, hell, if, like, Belichick got fired, then, yeah, I'll take him. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm just interested in kind of a new guy – um, and I, I think Doug Peterson needs kind of more time as a like a co- needs to be a coordinator for another year until he gets another shot. I, I'm not interested in him to be honest. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I hear your coaching takes. Like I said as well, there's a lot of interesting guys that are still out there. But Soleil, I think, is a name that you know we we could all be okay with if he's a guy that brings in the staff like you just talked about. You know, I'd be excited about that. So moving on from that though. There's been a lot of other things going on outside of that, E. I know me and you, you know, we we chopped it up a little bit, but we didn't go too crazy on social media about a lot of Jets fans being excited about the idea of bringing in Deshaun Watson and trading for him. I know that you wanted to talk about that as well. What side of the fence are you on? Are you a guy that wants to bring him in? Are you a guy that's saying, no, thank you, you know, it's too much. I'll just, you know, keep what I have and go into the draft and, you know, assemble my team from there. Oh, I would do whatever it takes. To, well, I would do whatever it takes to get the guy. I would do a lot to get the guy. Um, for me, okay. I, I How think much I'd are we talking? Offer on, all right. So here's my trade pro- proposal: number two this year, both first round picks next year, and Sam Darnold to Houston, and maybe another mid round pick or something. Maybe you don't have to give up. You only have to give up one first round pick for next year. I I wouldn't give up two this year just because I think you need that Seattle pick for you know. A, a higher draft pick just to kind of improve the situation. But I think, you know, we can get a lot done with our second-round picks. I think if you improve your offensive line uh, through free agency and you use that, um, which sucks what happened last night. Wyatt Davis, a guard from Ohio State, I really wanted to take with the Seattle pick. I think he tore his ACL or something, which that sucks. But mm-hmm. uh, I would I would do that for Watson. Uh, I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't think the Jets are going to do it, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm scared about him going to Miami. I do not want that at all. So you're telling me you're willing to give up three first round pick, or th- I don't think that's enough. But you would be interested in giving up three first round picks and a bunch of mid rounds and Sam Darnold. No, no, you know, just to have no, a shot at Deshaun first, Watson. Three first and Sam Darnold, and I think people are saying, oh, why didn't? And that's including the second round pick, right? No, no, I mean no, that's no including second the, the second pick in the first round, right? Yes. 
Challenge this point. All right, here we go. Because I'm ready to here go. Here we I'm go. I'm ready, I'm ready to go. All right. How is right, exactly we, we supposed to rebuild? How are we supposed to rebuild if you give away three first round picks? That means you're giving away three. The second this year, you're giving away the two next year, right? So those are gone. Now all we have, and, and you're giving away some mid round picks as well. So now all we have is the first. No, I'm the not giving up. In my pick, proposal, I'm not giving up mid round picks. You just said you would give up one mid-round pick, like a third or a fourth or something. No, like, like a that, right? late pick, like a fourth or something, like a like a fourth or something, not like a second or third. No, no. Okay, so well, that's a, that's a mid-round, but you're giving up a fourth-round yeah, pick. Yeah, okay. So, how exactly how exactly are you supposed to build after that? You have holes everywhere. We have like our entire offensive line outside of Makai Becton needs to be replaced. We need corners. I don't agree. We don't have that. those. You don't you don't think our our entire off or our entire offensive line outside of Beckton needs work? Are you comfortable I think going McGovern, into next year with Greg Van Roten as your starting guard? Oh no no no! I think I think McGovern can turn it around, and I think Stant was all Whoa. right. I don't think he was that bad. Oh okay. I mean, I I would not if but if you can get better, if you can get a guy, you know, if, some people are talking about uh, drafting so well this year. Some people are talking about taking other you know, uh, offensive linemen as well within those first rounds. Even some of the linemen that are coming out next year are better than what we have now. How are you doing that? Also, how are you passing up on the the talent at wide receiver as well? Are you comfortable next year going into the season with, damn, I mean, you're going to go into the season with less than what we have because Bashad Perriman is on a one-year deal. Are you comfortable with just Mims? You're going to have to pay Crowder, which is that means he's going to be making $11 million dollars. 11.5, Eleven point five, I believe, next year. You're stuck with that. You don't have a number one. You really, you really don't have a number two. How are you gonna? What are you surrounding him with? We don't have okay, a tight so end. Sign, we don't have anything. You can sign like a Corey Davis or a Curtis Samuel, a cheaper option like that. You can draft a guy in okay. the second round with the offensive line. I think we're gonna get Joe Tooney, and then, hey man. If, a year of not playing, I think Cam Clark. I want to see if he can be a decent guard. That's your right guard right there. So, but I got a I question. A lot of the pressure, even with that, yeah. Okay, even when we go with that, let's say we do that, right? We go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Thune is going to get big time money. We only got seventy million in cap. So if you're going to free agency, the name of the game in free agency is to overpay. So even though you're talking about Corey Davis and those guys being cheap, we've seen before where. Again, we don't necessarily – we know some of the guys that may be in free agency, Allen Robinson, uh, Galladay. I think Godwin might touch free agency. I doubt if those two guys touch free agency, but definitely Allen Robinson is name that's out there. But we've seen in prior free agency classes, the weak free agency class, you know, usually these wide receivers that are in weak free agency class, they get overpaid, vastly overpaid. We saw that with Humphreys in his free agency class. He was vastly overpaid. So even though you may think that some of those guys are going to be cheap, they're not going to be cheap in free agency because we've seen that in the past. But even if you do that, how are you showing up? Let's say you do sign uh, one, of those, one of those free agent wide receivers. Is that better than what you have? Are you improving the weapon? That's the question. And then what are you doing at corner? How are you addressing pass rusher? Okay, so 
this year's free agency, I think, is going to be a lot different because there's so many teams that are either right on the salary cap or way over it because it's going down. So there's very few amount of teams that can actually spend. We we have the luxury of actually having salary caps this space this year, and you can clear more, mm-hmm. cut Henry Anderson, cut Alex Lewis, goodbye. So so you can do that. And then what was <laughs> okay. it? Um, what did you say? At wide receiver? So I'm guessing Mims is going to improve a lot. Um, you can – if you bring in Deshaun Watson, which I – we're not getting Deshaun Watson. This is just fantasizing. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> this is what I would try to do. Um, but just, okay. just, just dream it. I'm dreaming here. Um, so you, you dream it. Go ahead. You, gotta, you dream Yeah. You got to think Nims is going to get a lot better, and wide receivers are going to look better with Deshaun Watson, man. Like, he can throw a deep ball. Sam Darnold can't. Uh, and – I think Sam Darnold honestly limits some of these wide receivers. So you're going to see improvement from them. There's a reason them played really well with Fly, or Perryman, if you want to bring him back. I, I kind of do, kind of don't. He's always hurt. Played way better with Flacco mm-hmm. than he did with Donald because of elevated quarterback play. So you're already getting better weapons. And also, Watson's weapons in Houston, they aren't, they aren't great. And his situation's not great either. Okay. You know, you got your big right, left tackle. You, know. you got... Yeah, listen, e, I, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. look, I hear you. I I hear what you're saying. I just – and I understand, you know, people want him, but I just – I don't see a space. Unless the Texans are willing to give him up for a first-round pick and some change, I just don't – we we are not in a space for him. I just – even happening. trying to fantasize about getting him, I just – we're not in a space for him. We're not in a space for him, and the problem is is that we 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 didn't invest properly. We didn't invest properly. We didn't invest our capital properly, and it costed us, and it's costing us now. It costed us players in the past as well. Jamal, one of the reasons why Jamal Adams walked away and everybody loved him is, uh, let me tell you something, he did not want to lose anymore. He didn't want to be on a team anymore that didn't understand how to get to the next level. But so, uh, yeah, you know, still, he, I got to keep going. in the first Go ahead. round. He still <laughs> got eliminated in the first round. Which, shout out to Blitzboy and the Seahawks for the higher draft pick and the uh, – the Steelers, they helped us with their draft position. Shout out to them, especially you, Blitz Boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah Listen, e, I got to get back to these but... lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. It's always good to talk to you. You know, I love going back and forth with you about football. You have a good night, my friend. Yeah, man, you too. All right, you have a good one. Listen, E calling in. He's on the line. Salute to him, man. Salute to him. He always, you know. Salute to him. Salute E. He's always bringing the fire, man. I love going back and forth with him. Uh, you know, everybody has their takes. I don't. I won't nec- I, even if I don't agree with your take. I'm definitely going to challenge you. But look, uh, there's a lot of fans that want Watson as well. There's a lot of fans that want to bring him to this football team and want to have him on here. So I'm gonna be talking about it all night tonight. And again, Robert Soleil, hot name. Just bringing in for that second interview. We're going to hear about it. So we're going back to the lines again. Salute to all the savages in the chat. I'll come to y'all in a second. I'm going to my guy, Rich, man. My guy, Rich, on the line. My guy, Rich, on the line. Rich, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my man. How are you feeling about Robert Soleil right now? Do you want him as the Jets' next head coach? Joe, what's going on? And honestly, I don't have a problem with it. If he's going to bring the path that they're saying that he's going to bring, which I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. having either LaFleur or um, McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. 
They know, mm-hmm. uh, both of those guys know Kyle Shanahan's offense like the back of their hand. So, okay. not that, you know, the West Coast offense and all that good stuff. So, they fresh young minds for a, a young team. I don't mind it mm-hmm. at all. Robert, Robert Saleh has the love and respect from his peers, from his players, from his, you know, his, his other coaches talk about him highly. So he's the type of coach mm-hmm. that a player would want to run through a wall for. And mm-hmm. he has the demeanor to be that CEO coach as well. So I don't have a problem with it at all. And it would work out okay. perfectly because, like I said, people like you, I, I was thinking to myself, hey, you know what? I would want an offensive-minded guy because mm-hmm. outside of uh, – well, never mind. I was going to say <laughs> Adam Gates, but that's not an offensive-minded coach. Um, we haven't <laughs> no, had an offensive-minded not. coach in more than 20 years. So yeah, we need, so we need to look hard in that direction in terms of what we're going to do here. So, okay. Um, okay. but if we're going to have a defensive-minded coach, then hey, and he's bringing in a staff like that, like I said, then I don't have a problem with it. Let's do it. Okay. Now, I, I, look, I know we're, we're talking because we're talking about him br- being brought in for that second interview and people are really warming up to him, but who would you prefer? Is that the guy that you uh, that you prefer to come in? Is there a guy that's on your mind that you would rather have the Jets? Because I know a lot of people, again, I was big on Debo. I'm big on Airbnb. I'm big on um, Arthur Smith, even though, you know, the Titans didn't necessarily look the greatest uh, in their loss. But I was high on those guys. So is there any other guys that you would be high on? Well, number one, you, you know, because I've said it, Many times on this program, number one for me was always Eric Bieniemy, and mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy wanted us. From what we heard, or excuse me, what I read, seems that he wants the Jets head coaching job. Now, does he get it? I don't know, but I guess it, maybe in his interview he wasn't convincing in terms of who he would bring in as coordinators and all that stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't say. I guess that's one area where, you know, Rob Sally had a beat. But if it were up to me, it would be Eric B. And then right there, Deshaun Watson would come running to New York. That's right. I said. Oh, so you're what? Well, okay, Rick. Rich, listen. You already know. I want to hear your takes on this. Okay. Here we go. Takes. Here we go. Because we're well, about to get into it. All right, Deshaun Watson. Do you want to trade for him? And if you do, how much are you willing to give up? First of all, much love and respect to the caller before me. But thank God mm-hmm. that he's not the GM of any uh, football team out there. Because that sounded like an RG3 type deal that he was trying to pull off there. Um, okay. But um, honestly, this is the way I look at it. You have to play it smart because it's not like all of a sudden, oh, Deshaun decided he wants to go live closer to his family, so he wants to go play in Miami or go play in New York. No, he wants to be done, gone, goodbye from Houston because he doesn't like the way that they handle, you know, social justice and the way that they go about their hiring process for, you know, mm-hmm. African-Americans and all that. So the, the coach that he wanted, they didn't even get an interview with him. So 
Mm-hmm. Using that information right there, then Joe Judge says, hey, listen, uh, this guy doesn't even want to play for you. So we'll give you this, which, okay, let's say we give him the first-round pick in uh, this year, the, the number two, and I believe, what, number 23, something like that? And, okay. And is that what we have in the first round, the second pick and the 23rd pick? Am I, am I, well, yeah, we have the second pick somewhere? and the 23rd pick, and then we have two first-round picks uh-huh. next year as well, if you're just okay, talking about first so we'll round. Give you the, right. So we'll give you the second and the 23rd pick of this year, and if you want Sam Donald, cool. You can take him. If you don't, then we'll keep him and we'll flip him for some, you know, for a second-round pick. But I'm not giving up like, well, two years worth of first round picks for a guy who okay. clearly doesn't want to be on the team. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how the but here, here's, gave up two. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and I hear what you're saying, and that was one of the the points that I made as well. Where if you look at our trade with the Seahawks, they gave up two first round picks for a safety. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, it's argued that Trevor Lawrence is worth basically damn near three drafts. So when you look at the situation with Deshaun Watson, I mean, if if a guy coming out of college would just put raw or not raw, but potential is, you know, a guy that people are estimating you give up three to four first round picks for, then what the hell do you give up for the fifth ranked quarterback in the league? There's going to be a lot. If anything, Trevor Lawrence is, go- is going to be, you know, what you with Deshaun Watson already is. You would hope that he would become what Deshaun Watson is if you're trading that kind of capital away. And I hear what you're saying about the two first-round picks this year, but even that, like, I just don't think that that gets it done. I really don't. And, and I understand that he doesn't I want mean, to be on the team, but he also has a no-trade clause as well, Rich. So if you don't true. want to come here, you know, he, he's complaining about te- the, he's complaining about Houston. Woo! <laughs> you want to you want to come to the 32nd ranked offense in the league? <laughs> you want to no, you want to like, come to a place that there's yeah, well, there's when there's no weapons, heard, though, there's, there's going to be some issues there. Yeah, like when I first heard uh, that he was disgruntled that, that the Jets had the Jets had the most offer from any other team, which is true. I'm thinking, so you leave mm-hmm. one dysfunctional bad team for another dysfunctional bad team? That's what was my first <laughs> inclination. So, because yeah. think about it. We have Denzel and then, you know, Crowder. And then what? Mm-hmm. Braxton Berrios? What, what, what would you yeah, do for him to trade? Uh, a, a free car yeah. wash and a coupon to get a McRib? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so seriously, like, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. But in my opinion, it's, it's either that, uh, like I said, if Eric Enemy becomes the coach, then he's going to try to convince Joe Douglas to go after the Sean Watson. But I don't think it's going to happen because that's Joe Douglas. At the end of the day, he's he's always been a scout. He's always been somebody that finds talent. He doesn't go and okay. take somebody that's, you know, already established or whatever. And plus, I don't think – and he's always been that type of guy that he loves to get draft capital. So that's mm-hmm. how he helped build up the, the Eagles. So – He's not yeah. going to give up the type of capital that probably the Texans are going to want for Deshaun Watson. And honestly yeah. speaking, it looks like the owner's bending to Deshaun Watson anyway, so it looks like he's not even going to go anywhere regardless. 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, this is all just. There's, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's all fantasy, man. It's all fantasy. So, listen, my final question before I let you go, man, because I got to get to these lines. There's a lot of people on the calls. Again, everyone be patient. I'm getting to everybody quickly. Um, you look at this, tw- let's say the 23rd pick in the draft, right? A lot of people were really impressed last night by Alabama and the show that they put on. Okay? Uh-huh. 23rd pick in the draft. Are you taking right. Najee Harris at 23? If he's there, I'm definitely taking him. And, oh, but, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Rich. Go, go ahead. So talk to me again. We going again. Why are you taking a running back I mean, at 23? Uh, one, we should, whoever the, whoever, the next, whoever the quarterback is next season, whether it's Sam Darnold or whether it's Justin Fields or whoever, uh, we need to establish more of a running game. Our running game this year was okay despite the fact that our running back was rented out of a, 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 a nursing home for all, all season. Okay. But, I mean, no disrespect to uh, Frank Gore, but in terms of his age, he, he might as well have been 100 up this week. But with a strong running game, you got more options on what to do in the passing game. That's what I've always felt. So, okay. and there's nothing, nothing wrong with having a strong running game. Look at Tennessee Titans. They basically built the whole offense around the running backs, and it's gotten it's gotten in places. But I mean, aside from the you know the the game this past weekend, it looked great in the last two two seasons. So, okay, okay. I mean, look, Rich, I hear you. I mean, I wouldn't take him at twenty three, but I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that after that game were screaming. Listen, if Najee's there at 23, damn it, you're taking, you know. But I'm not, I'm not a big fan of taking running backs early, but I hear you take. But listen, Rich, I got to get back to the rest of these calls, my man. It was good to speak to you tonight. Next time I have a show, please call in, man. It was great speaking with you. You have a good night, all right? You too. Take care. All right, peace. Whew. Listen, Rich called in with the heat, okay? He had to say what he said, and then he finished up, you know. He, he's willing to take Najee. At 23, I don't know if I would do that, but he would take it. Listen, everybody, again, if you're watching, please thumbs up the uh, the stream as well. It's greatly appreciated. Again, if you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, I live stream during my radio show. So if you hear me talking to the savages, all right, just know that's my guys in the chat. They go off. They go off. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. 201-201 looks like a first-time caller. I'm coming directly to you. I want to hear you. What's up? Talk to me about your thoughts about Robert Saleh being the next Jets head coach, possibly. How are you feeling about that, my man? Yo, Joe, this is uh, Mike from Jersey City. When you were with Tyson and let's go, uh, I was calling in, man. Mike, Mike, my man, my man, Mike. What's going on, my (laughs) dude? It's good to hear from you. What's up, bro? Yo, so I just want to say that. Go ahead. I just want to, like, put this that you – and me, we're the only one. Well, I mean, Tyson understood how terrible the Gase hire was, but you and me kind of like predicted it to a T about how it would be doom, be doomsday how, because we hired him. Big I actually thought it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be as bad. Like it, 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 it over, you know, met my expectations of just like mm-hmm. this was terrible. But either it's it's history. He's gone. Thank the Lord. Um, Soleil, I am ecstatic for me. Him and Eric Bianchi were the ones that I wanted the most. Um, okay. And I just want to 
I just want to just put also put this out on the record as you know just my opinionated self here with this with this matter. When you know they when the Eagles fired Doug Penderson, and you had mm-hmm. everyone, I'd say at least eighty five percent of Jets Twitter just like absolutely not. I, I guess my my question is why not? And so uh, I think so. You're Henderson a Doug Peterson guy, saying I'm a I'm I'm a Doug Peterson guy, but I'm also not saying he is not the worst candidate that that would be up for consideration by far. I okay. Think Marvin, I think Marvin Lewis is the worst. I think if they if they hired Marvin Lewis, I it would I just I I would not know what to do with myself. I think mm-hmm. like I get I understand I understand that he's he is the CEO guy, right? I understand that, but you mm-hmm. have guys like Robert Trey who they are giving a, a interview to a second interview to now, who's also a CEO guy. Marvin Lewis, yeah, I mean sure he took the Bengals out from the absolute swamps when he was hired, mm-hmm. right? And he gave he yeah. gave him a sense of identity which yes this team also needs. But it's just I feel like with how our division has shifted, you have Brian Flores in Miami, you have uh McDermott in in uh in Buffalo in Orchard Park, you have uh Bill still a uh, still Bill still being Bill. I mean, granted I think the whole Cam Newton thing was ridiculous how he got him. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was thinking there, but He's still over in in uh, in Gillette and in Foxborough, and it's just like you can't you can't hire Marvin Lewis. You just you just fired Gase. You couldn't you can't hire Marvin Lewis. I also want to say I don't understand the fandom with Joe Brady. If you go look at his resume, the guy just as uh, one of your first callers said, and it's it's apparent. Like just go look at his his resume. He was uh, OC for the first time last year under a new head coach. And then before that, he was as LSU as a wide receiver coordinating assistant coach. And before that, Penn State. And before that, William & Mary. I mean, you know, if we wanted to take that risk and if people kind of are thinking like, okay, he'll be the next Sean McVay, that was a risk we needed mm-hmm. to take when we fired Bulls. Not now. We need someone who's, who's like, you know, as certain as we are about, you know, him coming in, changing the culture, being a CEO, and putting us on yeah. the right track. And I, I personally think yeah. that is Soleil. Or it would be Eric Bieniemy. Okay, my my question for you, Mike, though, is is a lot of a lot of yeah. people look at this situation and they go, okay, there's a lot of Jets fans that say, yeah, he he's all right, but he's not necessarily my guy. A lot of Jets fans thought offense, we need to correct this offense. They want an offensive guys, you know, Debo, Bieniemy, uh, Arthur Smith, all those guys. But now Soleil's right. name is really being thrown into that mix, right? So the right. question becomes. How concerned are you about if we hire Soleil that the offense, you know, won't be the the focus anymore? Where we'll go back because we've seen in the past where our defensive guys that we brought in defensive guys and the offense was just kind of second to you know making sure the defense was built up. Are you concerned that he won't be able to bring in the right guys to better this offense and boost any young quarterback that you know we have, whether it be Sam Darnold or we move on? Is that a concern of yours? That's a great question, I, I, and for, for the first time thinking about it too. Honestly, I think as Jets fans, we need to take like this new era, hopefully, with a grain of salt. Particularly that we just mm-hmm. came from Gates. I mean, I think as as fans, you you really have to like dial back on expectations of whoever is hired, because it's like mm-hmm. yes, we need offense, and I understand that, and that's a, that's a that's a justified concern of, okay, why are we going with the D.C.? We need offense, right? 
But at the same time, yeah. everything that you've heard of Salah and the Richard Sherman endorsement, and he's, he's a man among men and everything, I'm confident in a guy like that at least. You know, John Harbaugh, same same deal, right? I mean, yes, he's off. Yeah. But John, I, that, that when I think of – when someone says a man among men, I think of guys like John Harbaugh. And you, and you see yeah. what the Ravens are, right? And I, I, would, I think any Jet fan would – would give give their toe for to be the the next Ravens franchise, right? So mm-hmm. that I think that you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like Dabble for me, okay. My only question about guys like maybe Dabble, I don't like Arthur Smith. I don't know if anyone watched the Ravens and uh, and the uh, the Titans game, but it just seemed like he didn't make any adjustments at halftime. You know, wink mm-hmm. wink, no no, we've just been through that shit. And then um, you whoa, 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 whoa. Watch, watch the watch the cursing, watch the oh, cursing. We don't curse oh, on our oh, show. Oh, my myself. bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. No, go okay. ahead, go so, ahead. So you know, and then dabble. If you want to look at it, it's like, what were they before Beasley and Stefan Diggs arrived? You know, they weren't great before they those two. Yeah, arrived. but he did and better. They, he did better. Josh Allen's mechanics. I mean, he was there through all of that stuff. So yeah, they, oh, you I know. Mean, I'm, I understand I'm not, I'm, I have the weapons, but he, you got a raw prospect he, like Josh he, he Allen, make, and you turn that kid into an MVP pros, uh, MVP candidate, dude, that's that's something else, right? He, he I mean, that's got to count for something. Right. He did, he did make Josh Allen better, but I also think Josh Allen is better, also a huge deal because of the people he has. That's where we w- went wrong with Sam Darnold, and I think that also needs to be addressed a lot more. It's like, look. Yes. Is Sam, should Sam Darnold be the quarterback going forward? Depending on how you look at the draft, probably in most scenarios, no. But it's it's a paradigm mm-hmm. that I think most fans understand on why he shouldn't, and that's because the Jets failed him, right? You had Bulls, you had Bates, you had Morton, you had uh, and you had uh, you had Gase, and you had Loggins, right? I mean, that's a joke. So uh, what what we saw how they did it with in 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 Orchard Park in Buffalo, okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a great – he didn't – Josh Allen, I don't think you'd say had a great last year, right? Nothing like this year. So they got him Stephon Diggs. They brought in Cole Beasley. They worked on the mechanics. You did everything to help that quarterback. In 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 Cleveland now with this with the spike from, from Baker Mayfield, a new coach, I personally think coaching matters more than players. Okay, you have this guy Stefanski. He, need, he, he knew what he needed to do with – uh, with Baker and he got it done and now they're in the playoffs. They just beat the Steelers. Okay. They whooped them at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, and so, that's a fact. And, that's a fact. Look, I, honestly, it looks like they're actually better without Odell Beckham Jr. And you have guys like yeah. Landry Chubb help a lot the running game, right? So this is. Yeah. I guess I want to. What you're back to your original question is I personally do have the confidence that if we're hearing the connections about who he would bring in, and you're hearing guys like Mike McDaniels, um, Kafka, but depend, But they're saying if the enemy is hired, Kafka will probably go there, um, LaFleur. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, look at, if you look at all of those guys, especially McDaniels and obviously Soleil, just the fact that they're coming down from the Kyle Shanahan tree makes me, like, super, super excited, right? I mean, just every, okay. like, this Sunday you hear these analysts saying, look at what they're doing over in San Francisco. You know, give give Kyle Shanahan a competent quarterback, you know, and, and this 49ers team, you know, watch out, right? And so I think yeah, that, yeah. that goes a long way to uh, on your resume to say, yeah, I was under Kyle Shanahan's wing, right? I coached under him. Mm. 
And so that's why I think people should be excited under Soleil. Um, yeah. And hopefully going yeah. forward, it proves that Joe Douglas, you know, right now I'm, I'm pretty content. And I hope that as we're speaking now, I think they are interviewing because his plane came in late from reports. And I hope, you know, they mm-hmm. don't let him walk out. That'll put us in yeah. a little bit. I, of, I hope uh, they don't either. So my, my final question for you, and you gave some great takes on the head coaching, on the head coaching search and, you know, the possible hire of Soleil as well. Salute to you. Um, so my final question before I let you go, because we got to get back to these lines is, are you taking Najee Harris at 23? Uh, am I take, um, look, I think if most of us watched yesterday, right, I think, mm-hmm. and you asked about 23, but I'm going to shift it to two right now because I think that that plays a role into then what you do at 23. Okay. I think at okay. two, okay, that it's, it, the, 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 it shrunk for the Jets to mess this pick up. It shrunk over the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Okay. Like I think we, as Jet fans, we should be very, very excited for this draft because I think there's only mm-hmm. a couple, in my mind, a couple of picks where they could completely, you know, mess this up. And I'd say, personally, I do not, I am the one, I am one of those guys that don't understand why or that I think that they should not draft Sackler. Uh, mm-hmm. You either go fields if you're going quarterback. Okay, you go fields if you're okay. going quarterback. If you're not going quarterback, you go Devin, uh, Devonta Smith who I think, as we saw yesterday, I mean, that would be – nobody should be angry with that pick at two. Uh, Sewell at mm-hmm. two, I don't think people really should be angry at that. Or at the at the very worst, which I still wouldn't mind, but I personally would think it's better than Wilson, is you get a King's Ransom for that number two pick. Trade, you know, trade back, but get a King's Ransom for that. And then at 23, yeah. I think I personally would like to see the best available guard um, I don't okay. think Van Roethlisberger, okay. um, okay. Na- Najee Harris or Trey Sermon or Etienne, you could possibly get, move up maybe. Uh, hopefully one of those guys falls a, a little bit, but I, I you know, mm-hmm. one of those guys would suffice for me. Um, ha- obviously okay. Harris being the best, Sermon or, or Etienne would be also great. And, and, and look, okay. even at two, you also have guys like you have Kyle Pitts still, hopefully still uh, in that in that ballpark up there at either in between two and twenty three, uh, and you have Jamar Chase. All of these guys would be great picks. We're absolutely great. Yeah, picks. yeah. You, I mean, you, dude, you. This is a this is a heck of a party, dude. This is a call. Go ahead. Say it again. What do you, what do you do at two and twenty three? What what's your what's your take this on that? A, this, yeah, this is a great question. And before I let you go, um, this is a great question though. So for me, um, at two, I'm trading down. I'm trading down because okay. we need help on so many so many levels on this football team. It's unbelievable. I don't. I really don't think that people understand because they haven't right. seen. You know, free agency is coming, and let me tell you, you got guys on one year deals, and some of those guys that are on one year yeah. deals are not that great. Um, and we yeah. need help at multiple positions. We have no pass rusher. Right. We need wide receivers. I, like I, I keep saying, we need offensive line help out the wazoo. Like we have so much, yeah. um, you know, that needs to be done yeah. on the team. I am trading down out of number two. Um, for me, my target is if the Falcons aren't willing to give up quite a bit, or if they're not willing to, if they're willing to stand pat, because I'm prepared for that as well. And I'll be giving my takes as the draft continues to come on. Uh, we'll definitely, you know, get into more of that, but, Denver, uh, that pick, and I'm even willing to go down to where Chicago is if they're really willing to give up a haul because the future of that team is in peril. 
Let me tell you. Okay. They got cap issues. They're not going to be very good. There's some issues there. So 23 for me, though, it depends on what I get for the haul. Um, But even then, I'm still – I'm taking offensive linemen, particularly in the first, or a wide receiver. I love Smith, but I don't know where he'll go. Um, You know, there's a chance he could go – What's top, you know, top top five or something like that. Like people are, are speculating. But 23, I'm looking, you know, if I can't grab a receiver, if I can't grab, you know, something there, then I, I 23, I'm definitely looking to also, you know, grab more offensive line or take a wide receiver there. Or even trade down as an option there, too, after I trade down from two and take something. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's quite a bit to be answered. But, Mike, I got to get back to these lines, man. Listen, thank you for calling in, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You know, I love talking football with you, and I love going back and forth. So you have a good night, my friend. All right, you too, bro. All right, you have a good one. Whew, listen, Mike from Jersey City, fire caller. We're going to keep getting to these lines, all right? I'm going to my guy, Dwayne, next. My guy, Dwayne. And salute to everybody, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to everybody from overseas that's watching me. I see my guys from London in there. I see my guys from Ireland in there as well. Salute to y'all. Thank y'all for watching me. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to keep going to these lines. We call in. You know, I'm going to talk to you as well. But you're coming to my guy, Dwayne, man. Listen, my guy, Dwayne, he be coming with the fire. Dwayne, listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my man. Give me your thoughts on Doug Peterson. Do you think he should be the Jets' next head coach? Doug Peterson, um, I'm not throwing him away immediately. I'm not throwing him away immediately. Um, Okay. I think I think the narrative behind him is worse than his coaching ability. And okay. Jets with the Jets, unfortunately, the narrative holds a lot of weight when it comes to the Jets. I think narrative changes the way the whole Jets operation operates. To be honest with you, um, so that's the main reason I wouldn't hire him. The whole tanking thing. That's that's the main reason I wouldn't hire him. Plus, I like okay. the other candidates better. I do. There's a bunch of I like that. Um, so that's why I wouldn't take Peterson. Yeah, man. As far as uh, uh, what's the name? Salas. Salas. Um, I was very upset when I heard about that he was um, hired. Can you hear me? I think I think it was a disconnection. Can you hear me? Joe. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um, I, yeah, I can hear you now. I apologize. It's block talk. It's tripping as usual. Continue to go ahead. What were your thoughts about Soleil again? I'm sorry. Yeah, when I, when I first heard, I was very upset. I was very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay. Because I'm I'm the type of person where um, I look at trends and I look at what worked, what doesn't work, why it worked, and why it didn't work. And mm-hmm. what I know about today, today's NFL is even if you get a, a defensive coach with a coordinator, uh, on fire coordinator, well known, he's going to be gone within a year or two. So. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a coaching tree where the, the the quarterback's coach is learning from the offensive coordinator, and you can keep recycling that way, we can, we don't have a we're not going to have a sustainable success. It's kind of 
Wow. So you don't I, think I, I you'll think... be able to bring in coordinators that can that that will be able to get us turned around in the right direction at all? I think for the first year or two, possibly for the first year or two, um, I, he has a lot of names connected with him, and I love those names. I love those names that are connected with mm-hmm. him. But I don't think the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl in two years. So, but how would you know that? Offense, I mean, how, how would you know that we're, we won't be competing or have things turned around within the next two years? Because there's also two drafts, there's free agency. There's a lot of things that kind of, you know, are unknown. I, I, it's not that it's not possible. I think if you if you look at the competition, the the Chiefs, the the Green Bay, and all those teams that are out there, we can get into the playoffs. We can definitely get into the playoffs within the next two years. But the chances of us making this complete turnaround and becoming a Super Bowl team that quickly, I have my doubts about that. I mean, I, it's possible, but it, there are doubts. So let's say we turn around this offense with the coordinators we have. If those coordinators are that hot in the coaching market, they're going to be gone within two years. Does that but make you, sense? I mean, I hear what you I, I hear what you're saying, but there's just a lot of unknowns. That's not necessarily true. And just because they're going to be hot, you know, even if they are hot, that doesn't mean they're going to be gone. That doesn't mean they're going to sign somewhere else immediately. I understand, you know, your concern, but our ability to be able to change the face of this football team, you know, it could be big. If you look at what Joe Douglas has done just with this draft alone, the one that he had, right? We came in here, there was a lot of issues, particularly up front. He got a tackle in the first round that should have been a pro bowler. A lot of people are arguing an all pro, but he made an immediate impact as a rookie. He's literally the best offensive lineman that we have, period. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the league, period. If you look at, um, you know, what's being done with our wide receiver position as well, Mims is one of the best wide receivers we have. We don't know if he's a number one or number two yet, but we've seen explosive ability from him. We've seen this guy, when given the ball, when the ball has been put in his hands, we've seen him be able to turn things around and really get things going. Uh, you look at some of the other picks that he made as well. Ashton Davis contributed. Zangia contributed. There's other guys that he's been able to bring in, too, that have contributed. We talk about Ty Johnson. I mean, there's so many guys that have done things, you know, on this football team. And this is just Joe Douglas's first year with the free agency and with the draft. So I understand what you're saying about being concerned, and I get the old Jets narrative. I understand it. Believe me. We've all been fans long enough of this football team. They will break your heart, and they will break you down, all right? I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking anybody, but I think a lot of the things that you're talking about is a lot of them are unknowns. You don't know that for sure. You don't know if a coach is going to immediately walk away from a position because he's doing well because there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that are constantly being hounded for head coaching jobs that are coordinators that don't leave their teams. Hell, how many times have we talked about college coaches that are unbelievably gifted that people are screaming for to move into the league and they won't do it? You know, so that's that's not necessarily there either, you know, but I, I do understand your take, but I, I don't agree with that. But moving on and moving forward, because you were really bringing the fire about, you know, not uh, looking at Doug Peterson and narratives and things like that. One of the things that's really floating around right now with this Jets fan base is Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of fans that are screaming that we must get this guy immediately, immediately. What are your thoughts on that? And are you willing to give away capital to get Deshaun Watson? The only thing I would give away for Deshaun Watson, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, I would only give away mm-hmm. that 23rd pick. I would only give away that okay. 23rd pick and mm-hmm. uh, use the rest to build a team. Because, of course, I, I think Deshaun is – 
ultra talented, and I think he can make a difference on this team. Unlike a lot of regular pocket quarterbacks that I, you know, I don't think pocket quarterbacks are the biggest changers teams. I think you need to be very mobile to be uh, one quarterback that makes a big difference. So, mm-hmm. I would trade something for him, but these what I'm hearing about four picks and three all, three first round picks and all this stuff, <laughs> that makes no sense. Why? Like, I don't know why. Like, the Jets fans, they always get hyped for somebody, and it, they never get hyped for the right people. Like, I've, I've been hyped for offensive linemen year after year after year. And, and trust me, it's hard to get hyped yeah. for offensive linemen. I get it. But yeah. this is what you build a team with. The offensive line first, then yeah. I guess you could say the quarterback, cornerback, pass rush. We have quarterback, mm-hmm. no offensive line, no cornerback. Well, I mean, you can kind of say Bryce Hall and no mm-hmm. edge rush, right? So Yeah. I think you can build something with that defense. The defense is still good, and that's why you can kind of not not leave it alone, but take these picks and build that offense. You build that offense, and yeah. you know with 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 Sally or Sally, you can uh, you have an ultimate defense and then have something sustainable. I'm hoping this turns out like Pete Carroll and Seahawks. That's yeah. what I'm hoping yeah. for. We hire Sally. I'm hoping it turns out like a great defense and our, our our quarterback, you know, whether it be Sam, can really do something for it. And I'm looking at um, – what's that guy's name? Devonta Smith. I'm looking to keep – hopefully keep uh, Sam Darnold. But I don't know. But as far as Deshaun, I don't think there's one man that can save a football team. Maybe basketball, not football. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Look, I hear you, Dwayne. Listen, I got to get to these callers, my friend. Thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you again as well, man. You know your stuff. You have a good night, my friend. You too, man. Great show. All right, thank you so much, bro. Listen, Dwayne calling in. He's got his takes. And look, can I understand, you know, that old Jets fans narrative that, hey, look, this team, you know, is always something going on. It's always something jacked up. You know, we're we're going to find a way to jack it up. I Look, I get it. But we've got to turn that corner. Part of the way that we're going to change the culture here as well is to stop, you know, thinking that, hey, we're going to lose, that we're losers. No, we got to pick it up. If you want to turn things around, let me tell you something. You want to you want to change the way that you're doing things out in the world. You got to go out there and take that. You got to go out there and pick yourself up and go, look, I'm going to go out there and get mine. You got to do that. We've got to do that as a fan base as well. We got to start being more positive and start talking about ways to turn things around. But I understand that because so for so long, that has been the attitude here, absolutely. So I'm going to get going to these callers again. Salute to everyone in the chat. I'm coming to 914. 914, I'm coming to you. You know what I'm saying? I got other callers on the line as well. We'll get to everybody. Please be patient. And again, if you're listening to me, please do not. Don't call into my show cursing because I'll get you out of here real fast. So again, 914, coming directly to you. Man, listen, I want you to give me your thoughts on Robert Soleil, possibly being the Jets' new head coach. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling good. And breaking news, he just arrived at Floor Park One Jets Drive. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. That he's in, yeah, he's in the building, man. So what are your thoughts? Are you locking him? Are you locking well, him? Well, I like, I like it. Well, first of all, he's, he, he's the type of coach that the, John, the Johnson and Douglas want, that CEO, that executive type of head coach. Also, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm a guy who's a big advocate of diversity in the NFL. And if we were to hire mm-hmm. Salah, he would be the first Muslim head coach in NFL history. So that's a big thing. Yes, yes. 
mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's that's nice that. That's big. To give guys who just, who you know who rarely who don't you know these types of don't always get the opportunity to be head coaches. So to give them mm-hmm. an opportunity yeah, is always it's always a nice thing. Yeah, that's a fact. What are your thoughts about Deshaun Watson and the possibility of bringing him here? I know a lot of Jets fans are screaming that we should trade for him. Would you be interested in trading for Watson, and what type of capital would you give up? I do it for the right price. Like I give up the second and next next year Seattle and maybe a twenty twenty one third round pick. Because here's the thing. I, so I you, just you're looking – go ahead. I, this is what I want to do is I just think Sam Darnold's shot because I actually did this – I did a 16-game projection of Sam Darnold and Joe Flacco with the same roster mm-hmm. and the same weapons, and I'll give you the numbers. So Sam Darnold in 16 well, games well, – Look, I, I understand, I understand like, the projection and stuff like that, but you also got to, you know, count in the head coaching. But, I listen, I understand what you're saying about giving away the capital – um, the capital that you brought up, that first, you know, that, that the second pick in the first round and then the 23rd or the, the Seattle pick next year, I don't know if that gets you to sign Watson because this guy is unbelievable. And, I yeah, mean, you surround him with weapons and things get put together around him. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think that they would take that. You know, I think you'd have to give up more than that, and you probably have to give up some mid-round capital as well. Here's the thing. If he's forcing his way on Seattle, I mean, I mean Houston – they may not have a choice. They may yeah. have to, you know, take what offers the best off. They might have to take what offers out there because, you know, he could basically just, you know, nuke his trade value. Yeah, but he also has a trade clause as well where he can deny coming here. So the the question would be, even if you have to offer, why would he come here? Because we well, don't I mean, we don't have much. Of Wouldn't he be better suited to go to a place that like had a little bit more than us that was in more of a situation that would benefit him? Well, honestly, you know. Honestly, I don't think the Jets are as bad as people think. I just think Adam Gase was such a horrid head coach. Like, I like to mm-hmm. call him the anti-coach. And, like, he just <laughs> makes talent look worse than what it is. Because his schemes are the equivalent of trying to shove a square peg down a round hole. That is his scheme. That's I'm going to just recommend this to you. After this live stream's over, check out Brett Kohlerman's A Jets Fan's Guide to Eternal Happiness. He does a roster breakdown and shows this. He does a roster breakdown. He shows this roster is sneakily very good. You know, okay. my big thing. Okay. Look, I, but you know, he does very yeah, good. Listen, you know, I, I like respect, I said, yeah, listen, I respect. Yeah, I respect everybody's take, man. You know, but I'm really looking forward to this. Like, I think this team. You know, the big things I think this team needs going forward are on defense. You need a corner one because I think if you bring back mm-hmm. Pool, you re-sign May. And then you have Ashton Davis and Bryce Hall, who really just need time to grow as players. That's a very good secondary right there. You need help at edge, yeah. and you need a linebacker, because I don't know what C.J. Mosley has left in the tank after two years yeah. of doing almost nothing. And then on offense, yeah, but you, the, the big problem Well, you, you also need an outside linebacker as well, because Jordan Jenkins on a one-year deal. Um, yeah, you have no, to look at uh, Marcus May as well. Marcus May is a safety He's, you know, he could be out the door if we don't resign him this off season. Um, so there's, yeah, they, there's some things that definitely are going to need to be, you know, looked at coming this off season. I don't want to get too far ahead, but you're, you're, you're bringing some fire with your takes. But offensively, what do you think is going to be needed as well? Um, you, I think you know, are you looking at wide receiver help, grabbing that in the draft, or what are you looking at? I'm thinking wide receiver help. I think you want to get like an Allen Robinson because the big thing is that way you get a veteran wide receiver. You have Mims on his rookie contract the veteran wide receiver mm-hmm. on his big contract, so then you don't end up with two rookies that you got to pay at the same time. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, well, look, and I hear you. And also, I think I after you, that, man, you but... need 
you need to get help at guard. I think, you know, I think you roll yeah. with McGovern. I think he just had no help on the interior. That's why he looks bad. And then I think you roll yeah. with Fant another year, grab a project, right tackle in the mid-rounds, develop him, mm-hmm. and then once he's ready, you know, yeah. I don't think I, it's an immediate need listen, to grab I, a tackle. Yeah, listen, I hear you, man, but I got to get back to these lines. You're okay, bringing the fire right there. Question. Thank you for calling as well, my friend. You have a good wait, night. Wait, 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 before you go, can I ask you one question? Go ahead. All right, if you could add – Four Ring of Honor slash Hall of Fame members to this team. Hall of Fame requirements. They had to spend five years with the team. Who would you add and why? <laughs> That's a big question, man. There's a lot of Ring of, Ring of Honor guys. I mean, to my brain, I mean, if we're talking about guys in their prime, Curtis Martin, uh, Wayne Curtis Trebek, Martin, Maynard, um, Kevin Mawai, and, and Mark Gaston, um, my you know. Yeah, there there's some guys, Gastineau, um I, there's some guys out there that I mean that are unbelievable in, in Jets history. So there that that's a that's a that's quite a list, quite a question. But again, thank you for no, calling you in. No, you probably had weeb. Oh man, he was bringing the fire, dude. He was bringing the fire. I like that guy. He's got his calls. I'm going to keep going to these callers. Again, salute to everybody watching. We're going to Steve next, man. Steve, we're coming directly to you, my friend. I want you to give me your thoughts about Robert Soleil. Possibly being the Jets' next head coach, man. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, hey, hey, Joe, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm all right. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm I'm doing good, Joe. I'm sorry, I really couldn't hear you at first. Can you just tell me that question again, please? I'm, I apologize. No, I was saying, how do you feel about uh, Robert Saleh, uh possibly being the Jets' next head coach? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, here is my thought about Robert Saleh. Here is my thought about him. I think Robert Saleh would be a very good hire. I mean, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Rex Ryan in a bit, but I think he's a little more crazier than Rex Ryan. Listen, I think if he mm-hmm. ends up being our coach, the first thing we're going to have to do is that someone's going to have to put a dog leash on him for every single game, okay? Everyone's going to have to put a dog leash on him. I mean, <laughs> no, listen, here's the thing. I think – he is an outstanding defensive-minded guy, and he mm-hmm. he's, and players love him. I think he is an outstanding candidate, and he was actually my third candidate to be the next head coach of the team. But yeah. here is the thing. Here is the thing on me with, with this. It's going to depend on what he wants to do with his coaching staff that he hires, Um, I think the one big thing that he could do for this team is is that we could finally get a legit pass rusher because, obviously, he's worked with the best pass rushers before in the NFL and and a lot of the Uh best defensive backs. I think he will definitely look at the cornerback position in free agency because that is a position that we definitely do need. You know something? Overall, I I do like the fact that he could be the next Jets head coach I think he would do a thousand times better of a job than Adam Gates would. But here is the thing, though, I did hear, though, and this is actually something I am a little bit excited about. Yes, he is the Jets' number one option, but they're saying that mm-hmm. my guy, Arthur Smith, could be the number two option if, let's say, if they choose to let uh, Robert Saleh off the hook. But in case if they do let him go, but if they hire him, I will accept it. Okay. Well, Steve, and you brought up a great point, man. And again, I want to thank you for calling in. You're bringing the fire early. You talked about Arthur Smith. 
Are you looking at Arthur Smith right now a little bit differently because of the way that the Titans performed offensively in the last football game they played in? Yeah, no, listen, I, I will say this. Arthur Smith's coaching was definitely a little off in the, in the second half of the uh, divisional round game. But here was the, in, in, that, in that wild card play, uh, game against Baltimore Sunday. But here is the thing, though, which I'm going to say, listen, mm-hmm. I, I, I've always have loved Arthur Smith. Like, I love his coaching style. And to me, and to me like I said before, like, reasons why I would want him to bring him there is that if Sam Darnold is still our quarterback, like how he did with Ryan Tannehill, uh, like, and the mm-hmm. way how he revamped Tannehill's career, he would be a guy I would trust that, that, that could revamp Sam's career. Now, the thing is, though, like, listen, no matter who the, the coach is, and I mean, listen, I, listen, I know people were talking about the whole thing with Doug Peterson yesterday. Listen, from what mm-hmm. I heard, Doug Peterson could possibly be taking some time off after from that rough time he went through Philly. And the thing was, the guy just got fired. He needs, he needs yeah. to have some time to take a break, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, look, Steve, I, I hear you, man, and I agree with you. You know, there, there are some issues in Philly. I don't know if they were necessarily all on him, but I've heard the exact same thing, that he's looking to take that time and figure things out. But I know a lot of people had him connected here because Joe Douglas is here. You know, him and Joe Douglas do have a relationship. You know, they were there in Philly together and were able to, you know, get the job done there. But moving forward as well, because you talk about Arthur Smith, all those other guys, there's a lot of things swirling around, man. A lot of things swirling around. A lot of Jets fans looking to make a move for Deshaun Watson. Is he a guy that you're interested in? And if so, what kind of capital would you give up in a trade for Deshaun Watson? Okay, here is my thing about Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is a phenomenal player. And the way how mm-hmm. the Houston Texans have treated him is absolutely disgusting. Like, they, got, they lost DeAndre Hopkins because of Bill O'Brien. They, they lost mm-hmm. a lot of, like, his offensive talent that he had at the beginning of his career. But it's just, this is my only issue about Deshaun Watson. Number one, he is very, very expensive to get, okay? He is a very expensive player to get. I mean, because recently mm-hmm. he did sign a big mega contract with the Texans just this past season. He did. The only thing that I have an issue with in bringing this, I uh, listen. I think Deshaun Watson is phenomenal. I think he is great. But this is the thing, though. Number one, he is way too expensive, and the reason why I wouldn't trade him is because I think there's a lot of good players in this draft coming up. Uh, this is a big. Draft okay. class coming up this year, uh, and so if okay. you want my honest opinion, I'm going to say no to Deshaun Watson. But listen, I do agree where Deshaun Watson is coming from. I think he deserves to be on a better team. But here's the thing: the other thing that people are talking about, which I think it's crazy, that like Deshaun going to Miami. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. the general manager of the Miami Dolphins said that Tua is their guy, is their guy for the future. And it's like, why would you want to give up on Tua Tagovailoa in one season when, when, um, when you want him to trade him to Houston for Deshaun Watson? To me, that is crazy. I'm sorry. The Dolphins should not even try either to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that could be out there, a lot of, you know, shaking and moving that could happen. 
But yeah, I, I've heard Miami's name out there. But listen, Steve, I got to get back to these callers, man. Got to get back to these lines. Quite a bit of people. Thank you for calling in, my friend. It's always good to hear from you. Next time I have a show, I definitely want to hear from you again, my friend. You have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Bye bye. All right, peace. Oof, Steve, listen, Steve calling in. He's talking his talk as well. All right. <laughs> There's a lot to be covered. And let me tell you something. Uh, a lot of people are feeling certain ways about, you know, the possibility of trading for Deshaun Watson. I know some people are excited about it. Some people don't want it to happen. But there's a lot of takes flying around, man. And, again, this Jets coaching search is firing up. So we're going to keep going to the line. I want my guy Shaq, man. My guy Shaq is on the line, and I want to hear from him. Listen, Shaq, good to talk to you tonight. Welcome to, call, welcome to, uh, welcome to the show tonight. Give me your thoughts about Robert Saleh possibly being a Jets next head coach. Uh, what's good, Joe? What's going uh, on? Man? Another thing. Why you got guys attacking me, man? Why you got guys attacking me? Then he gonna try to go personal. Then he gonna try to go personal. For, for, for one, actually, I, I do have a girlfriend for seven years. For him, for his information, and and if he's uh, over there, uh, you know, bragging about that he got a wife, maybe the reason he rushes because that's the only reason. That's the only girl that probably wants him. But hey, that's another subject for another Whoa. day. But. Well, let's, let's, let's be sorry, respectful. Let's I'm be sorry, respectful. Joe. I'm sorry. We're going back. We're going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's be respectful. But he, you know, he, we, we he, 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 should, he shouldn't have went that we, far. We, we you know got to be respectful. Let's just be respectful. You know, let's you know, be respectful, Shaq. Come on now. Okay, okay, okay. Come on now, okay, man. Okay, I apologize. That came out wrong. That came out wrong. Let's be respectful. I understand people had a disagreement, but, you know, let's not, you know, let's just all be respectful to each other. All right? Let's let's get back into football because I want to talk to you about the Jets. You know your stuff. All right? When it comes to football, you know what you're talking about. What are your thoughts about Robert Saleh possibly being the Jets' next head coach? Well, uh, I like Robert. I I like his energy because it's crazy. I was watching a a Niners game, you know, when he played us, and then uh, I watched him, uh, I think, one one of the Monday night games. I was like, he got it. He got a crazy energy. Like, I love his energy. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't want to go on that defensive, that defensive coach again. That role, even though you know, regular mm-hmm. fun to watch, but I don't want to go on that role because I'm trying to get, I'm just trying to get, you know, the offense rolling just in case we decide to keep Sam. You know, I want him to have his confidence and, you know, do his thing. And plus, when Robert lost his players. His defense wasn't as wasn't as great, you know. It was like around no, the middle I mean, of the pack, eighteen, nineteen. And yeah, but he they had, had a lot, lot of injuries. injuries, Shaq. Yeah, he had they a lot of injuries, here, like everybody. Yeah, you know. So you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing his energy, but I'm I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get this offense uh, moving. I'm t- I'm tired of watching three and outs and having to rely on mm-hmm. the defense to slow down the offense. Like I want to be able yeah. to score points for people, and and we draft and we draft right, you know. So what are your what are your thoughts about some of the names that are connected to him as far as guys that could come in and really help this offensive side of the ball? Because the staff people are talking about Costa from uh, the Chiefs. People are talking about Florio as well. I mean, there's a lot of names attached to him, guys that he could possibly bring in that would raise or elevate the play of this offensive side of the ball. Do you think he'd be able to do that if hired? I hope so. I hope I hope we have a, a decent offense to at least go with that, go with the defense and try to work with them, work with it, and you know, mm-hmm. we gel, and 
you know, build okay. a team, not just a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, what are your my, my final question for you, Shaq, is you look at this situation, all right, with, with Watson. There's a lot of people looking at him right now saying that they would trade for him. Would you be willing to trade for Deshaun Watson? Uh, you kind of changed my mind on that one. Because I was, you know, I was I was going crazy to where I was like, man, I said I love Sam, but I got I would love to have Deshaun. But then you, then you hit something on the head, like you know, it's uh two. We would have to give up a lot because you know Jamal Adams was given away for two first rounds. You know, just imagine what Deshaun Watson would be giving away for, and you know what they mm-hmm. want for Trevor Lawrence. And the only thing that would probably diminish the value of the trade is his contract. Because he do have a huge mm. contract, and that's going to be a big cap on the team. And also, with that, with that contract, it also can destroy our chances of free agency as well. So, you know, yeah. you kind of changed my mind on that. You said that too, you know. So, I wouldn't want Deshaun the most. Honestly, the most I would probably get up, give up for him is maybe the second pick, uh, and Sam, if they would want, but. That's about it, you know. Uh, okay. But we got to, we got to, we got to build this team right. We got to do this. We got to do this thing right, man. I, I always, I yeah. was always the biggest critic of Joe Douglas, but I said just give him a chance, even though he yeah. he, he did a horrible job this season and lied to Sam Donald's parents, whether anybody likes it or not. He lied to his parents. Let's be real. Drafted in one receiver in the draft and a receiver rich draft. Now be watching Claypool and Jefferson and everybody going crazy, and you know, don't get me started. Uh, you know, but for, the, for, the, for my first comment, I want to apologize because I, I, I felt yeah. offended. You know, I felt okay, wild. okay, Shaq. But yeah. if he if he if he but have yeah, any, and, any if he have any if he have any differences with me, you know, he can go on my Facebook page, Shaquem James, S H A K I M. He want to go and, you know, talk to me personally. Or he could go to my Twitter, Shaq and Jet. That's for anybody, you know. Shaq and Jet on Twitter, you want to talk to me personally. You know, it don't matter. It don't bother me. You know, just don't bring yeah. in my significant other, you know. You well, know, so, look, yeah. look, let's, let's just all respect each other. You know, I understand things get a little hot. People disagree. Takes are flying. But, you know, let's, let's just all respect each other. But, Shaq, listen. I want to thank you for calling in, my man. I got to get back to the rest of these lines. It's always good to talk to you. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you again. You know your stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, Joe. Hey, Joe, man, just keep yeah. your Sam Donald jersey on. Keep that on. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and, again, I want to apologize for disrespecting your show because I, I love you. You're my guy. <laughs> you know, just, just right. keep your Sam Donald jersey on. I'm going to keep mine on. <laughs> All right. You have a good night, Zach. <laughs> Listen, Zach calling in, man. You know, I respect everybody. I understand people disagree, you know, about certain things, particularly takes, you know. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things flying around. But we're going to keep going on with these calls again. Salute to everybody that calls in. Salute to all the uh, savages in the chat. I'm getting to everybody. Please be patient. Again, if this is your first time calling in, do not curse when you call, on, when call into my show. I will get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, real fast. You know, faster than Adam Gaze can ruin offensive talent. That is fast. That is fast, okay? That's fast. That is fast. Real quick. All right? Real, real quick. I mean, whoo. All right, so we're going to keep getting to these calls, man. I'm going to 857. 857, I'm coming directly to you. 
Hey, hey first, what's going on? Give, you, first off, this, this is first Chris, time caller, uh, I believe. Give me your name, where you're from, and also, what are your oh. thoughts about uh, Robert Saleh possibly being our next head coach? Yeah, how you doing? My name is Chris Phillips. Um, I live in I live in the enemy's town. I live in Boston, but um, I'm a big Jets fan from Salute from Hofstra University out there. I need say hello to okay. all my people okay. out there. All right, so this is my thing about it, okay? If we're talking okay. about Eric Bieniemy and Robert Saleh, right, who won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy's team actually came back, scored, like, all these points against Robert Saleh's defense. Fully, fully. if we ask him who's a better mind, Eric Bieniemy actually actually beat this guy. So I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy is not being interviewed as, a sec- as the coach because I don't think mm-hmm. – this is what I'm saying. We've had – defensive coaches and I can't see I can't see the difference between Robert Saleh and uh what's the guy that just got fired from um um Atlanta what's his name I forget his name oh my god Dan Quinn um Dan Quinn so Dan Quinn was yeah. in charge of that then Dan Quinn had a lot of energy Dan Quinn came into Atlanta they had some short-term success but ultimately it ended in in a in a um in a bad situation so for me, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is the number one guy. You know, Andy Reid's mm. guys go in and actually do do what they need to do. And if you compare the two on the field, Eric Bieniemy's offense beat Robert Slayer's defense. Mm. Okay, okay. So, so you you'd yeah. rather have a guy like Eric Bieniemy over Robert Slayer? Yeah, I would have. I would. I would definitely bring him in as the coach because I think that he's had three years. As as he grooming him for head coach, you know he's under Andy Reid. People under that under that umbrella has have done pretty well, better than the Belichick tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know they they've, they've done right. well. So this this guy, I don't see. Listen, I don't make the argument for me that Robert Saleh is better than Dan Quinn. I don't. He he has a lot of energy. Mm. He has a lot of things. So did Dan Quinn, <laughs> and he had mm. Matt Ryan. So and Julio Jones. And we had mm. a problem with offensive, and and, this, and he was still was not able to coach the thing. And I think that you know, if I look at the two, I'm looking like, what's what's the difference between Dan Quinn and Robert Talia? What's the difference? And mm. and if the head to head between Eric Bieniemy and him, um, it's it's, it's definitely Eric Bieniemy. He, he he's the guy. Or one, okay. Eric Bieniemy is the one, and I would say the second would be one of the guys on um. Uh, the Buffalo, I mean, sorry, the Baltimore coaching staff. Lastly, before I get out of here, I want to talk about the Sean Watson situation. Because a lot of you fans are talking about, I want to keep Sam Darnold. And I've been around this this team, you know, all my life. And I've seen Ken O'Brien coming mm-hmm. here. I've seen uh, Ryan, Ryan, you know, uh, Pat Ryan. I've seen, um, they tried to bring Browning Nagel. We haven't had a great quarterback. In, in almost 30 years. And I'm saying you can build teams through free agency. And how many picks did we have? Number one pick Whoa, that we had. Wait, 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 wait a second, Chris. Wait a second. Wait a second, Chris. Now, I hear what you're saying about Deshaun Watson, and I respect your take there. You cannot build teams through free agency. You can't do that because we tried that before, and we failed. Like, I'm not unbelievably you bad. You cannot do but that. You can't team. build teams with free agency, especially with the type of needs that we have. We only have seventy million dollars. Who who you who right. usually is the highest paid free agents 
you know, once that once it's time to pay to pay players in free agency, right? It's usually what pass rushers, offensive linemen, corners, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And wide receivers, right? Right. Right? right? Isn't is that right? Right, yes. Okay. Correct. So guess what we need? Wide receivers, corners, pass rushers, and offensive linemen. But listen, I've seen. We only got seventy million dollars. How would how would we possibly okay. do that? Your your, your your take is your take is very well known. But I've seen I'm 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 up here in this area, and I've seen Tom Brady okay. take guys in the second take it round, and I compared Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson to Tom Brady. I've seen him take yes. take little these guys and make them stars. I've seen him make guys better than they are, and my my thing mm-hmm. is that I've seen an offensive a B and C talent become A talent mm-hmm. on the scheme of the offense and the quarterback. And I'm saying is that if we had to give up this this pick, the Seattle pick, maybe even the 27th, and maybe even next year's pick. If it's no, we, but I, I'll give you the last – look at the last four. Makai Becton um, excluded because it was a great pick. I, I agree with that. You, you got guys that, that – some guys that aren't even in the NFL anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but that Jamal was a different Adams. general manager. Right. Yeah, that was that was a different that was a different general manager though who didn't understand how to how to draft. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't um that doesn't devalue the actual value of the draft and getting players there. It's just we had a we had a general manager that had no clue of what he's doing, so that's not the same. I do understand your take, but here's the deal with that. One of the things that you're also forgetting about that Patriots one with Tom Brady is the coaching. The coaching in, in right. New England is phenomenal. They get Stuff right. out of players that we can't even get out of them. We've seen them have players in their building that were amazing. The player leaves, goes right. somewhere else, doesn't look the same. And then we've had some players come. Some of their players will come back after leaving and look exactly the way they did before they came, before they left. So comparing our comparing our situation or comparing, you know, how to build a football team the way the Patriots, the Patriots have that trifecta. They have, you know, right. great coaching that gets the most out of talent. They have guys that are talented, you know, that have talent and. Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So I understand what you're saying, but that's not necessarily a a team building method here, especially when you're talking about the holes that we have on this football team. I mean, even when I'm asking you, okay, well, what exactly are we doing? How exactly are we filling all these holes? How are you filling out the rest of your offensive line? How are you getting, um, how are you getting wide receivers in here? How are you getting corners, pass rushers? Go ahead. I agree with you saying Okay, I agree with what you're saying, but what, let me ask let me ask you a question. Okay, you're looking at the old teams of team, This is what I see, and I'm just going by what I see up here. Okay, I'm going mm-hmm. by a championship team, who, and I'm a Jet fan, and they rub me off. It makes me angry. Three to six rounds, mm-hmm. the third to six round, we have not drafted well, and ten, the, the championship teams are built in the third to sixth to seventh round. And, and free yeah. agency, we have yet to we we have yet to actually first round picks. Okay, you know first round picks are good. You know that a lot of them guys. You know, take the guy like Saquon Barkley, who who's a Hall of Famer, or you know, there's a couple of guys in this draft are going to be very good. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you still have to the, the third to sixth round is 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 what builds championship teams. And the thing is that I'm saying like this. This is I'm pleading, and I want you to think about this, man. You can only win a Super Bowl with a great with a great quarterback, not a not a guy you can say, "Hey, we can put some pieces around him." Because we tried the San, the Sanchez project failed. That's not true. And you know, it failed. We tried to do that's that. That's not true at all. With Mark Sanchez, we did it. Yeah, we but I, and Mark I hear what Sanchez. you're saying, but that's 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 not true because Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. 
He's not a great quarterback. Right. He's not a guy that's right. an all-time legend on any any stream. It's about look. I understand what you're saying. Right. The talent has to be there. You have to have a quarterback that understands and can better your offense and and keep you from turning over. You can't have a quarterback that's going to lose you games. I understand that, but that's not the only way to team build. And I get what you're talking about, Sam Darnold. You wanting to get that another another quarterback, another change, and that's I, I understand that. And to to that to your argument, I would say okay, if you're that concerned about quarterback and you want another guy in here that's going to be able to move forward, if you're not confident in Sam Darnold, why not take one of the young quarterbacks that's coming out in this draft? Why would you trade away your all of your drafts and completely I don't take yourself I out of the frame to be able to rebuild your football team because you don't have nothing else? I don't, look, I'm of the minority. Like this, I think Adam Gates is the worst. We all agree that Adam Gates is the worst coach in NFL history. Okay, we, I've seen Richard <laughs> You know, I, I've seen this guy, man. This guy is just okay. uh, unbelievably black, man. And I, you know, I think the team is not. I don't think the team is. And there's some guys that that we don't know about. You guys are talking about what about Cameron Clark? We don't know what yeah. he can do. You know, we we haven't even seen some of these guys play. So we got draft choices from from then. We don't know if they can play. We can say, oh, we want to draft the mm-hmm. Clark. Cameron Clark is sitting right there. Guy's six six, three three hundred and something pounds. Is a mauler. And look at the the guards that we have. It is we got even Frank Gore got yards. <laughs> you know, I don't think that Tim yeah. that bad. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that this is what I say. I'm saying that yes, I think Justin Field can be a great quarterback. I think I like Zach Wilson. I, I don't know what he can do against great, great off defensive talent. I think Justin Field has some talent there. But if you want a sure thing, and I, I please, Jeff fans, think about this, man. Over the twenty, I've seen all these quarterbacks come, come in this thing, except for like you know Vinny Testaverde when he came in as a free agent. We haven't had mm-hmm. a, a great quarterback in this franchise. This is the one time we can get a great quarterback. And then we can surround them with talent. And the quarterback makes the most how? money. He claimed that forty million dollars salary because he did because you have to build. And this is what I'm. This is where we did not. We don't. But, win but this is my question, though, Chris. I, well and I hear what, I hear your take, but this is my question. Hold on, this is my question though. If you're telling me that I understand you want to grab a young or you want to grab a quarterback, and in your opinion, this is the first time we'll have like that upper echelon quarterback, but then you say surround him with talent, but how? You talk to me about free agency. He makes 35 to, I think, like $40 million within the next year. How can you right. surround him with talent? We all know that even the better team, Seattle, is, team, is, is feeling the effects of paying Russell Wilson that much money and how much it's hitting their cap. So how exactly are we supposed to build around him I don't via think, free agency I don't think, if he's making 35 to $40 million on the cap okay. the next year? Right. And then we have no other like, no other ways to build the team because we gave away all of our first round picks and plus more probably mid round picks as well. But like I said, how do you do I, it? What I'm saying is that, okay, let me explain to you how you do it. Okay, you got C.J. Mosley here. Okay, it is the only large contract that we're paying. Okay, C.J. Mosley contract can 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 be off the books within two years, or or what have you. Okay. So my my thing is that that's the only free agent we're paying. Not this year, but we've drafted some great talent that we can develop. We have talent now we can develop. We don't have to look to this yeah, draft. Yeah, but a lot of that, that came that, from the first this, round. 
the most talented right. player that we have on offense, right, is, is I mean, at this point, I'm not – Sam, I think, can be a good quarterback. I think Mims is phenomenal. But the most talented player we have is on our offensive line. That's our left tackle. We drafted him in the first right. round. You're talking about getting rid of all the first-rounders. That's what you said. If you want Deshaun Watson, you're getting rid of all the first-rounders, and you're giving away some mid-round picks from the draft as well. So now you're drafting I, I, I didn't holes say in mid-round them. Picks. How are you I said, drafting I said these players? Away three first-rounds, we, we, can, we can get them, and Sam Donald. I would say I would give our second, 27th, and I would give away Seattle's pick and Sam Darnold, and that's what I would offer for him. That's worth a first-round pick because I think, I think if, you have, if, you get, if you get Deshaun Watson, I think he's that good that you're talking, you're talking about uh, NFC champion, AFC championship within two years, two and a half years. Because we still got C.J. Mosley, okay? We still got a mm-hmm. great player. People take about C.J. Yeah. Mosley like he's nothing and he's, he's just this bump. C.J. Mosley's a baller. He's a dog. He's, 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 he's a great – he's at two years. He can come and really change this team. So my mm-hmm. thing is, like, I don't think the team is that bad. We beat Cleveland, which – I mean, COVID, and we beat – at the end of the <laughs> year, we beat a team like, what's, like, like, like the Rams. I don't think it's that bad that you were talking about. I just think Adam Gase is that bad. I take mm-hmm. this thing totally on Gase. I think it was his fault. I know you got other callers. Yeah. But I'm gonna. I, I gotta get I'm to them. Yeah, get to them. And I, like, I love the show, man. I'm gonna watch you in Gang Green. But uh, you know, I love the Jets. Whatever they do, that's just my opinion, my man. No, I look and I hear you, and I respect you, and I want to thank you for calling in, Chris. Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man, because you got takes. I look, I, I challenge everybody. I challenge everybody's takes. Yeah, I love I everybody. I, I love it. going back and forth. But yeah, yeah. So I love it. So again, thank you for calling in, Chris. You have a good night, my man. All right, brother. Whew, listen, Chris calling in with the fire. He wants to he wants to speak his mind, and I respect it. Look, I understand some people want to trade for Deshaun Watson. I get it. But when you say that you want to trade for this guy, I'm asking you if you're willing to give up the capital that it's going to take to get him, okay? If you're willing to give up those three first-round picks or four first-round picks, how are you building behind him? That's the question. That's my question for everybody. If you are willing to give up that capital – if you have no problem doing that, can someone please tell me how you're building behind him? How are you doing that? People tell me, okay, well, Joe, free agency. I'll go to free agency and I'll pay. Okay, well, how are you doing that? How are you telling me you're going to give Allen Robinson $20 million a season and then you're going to pay Deshaun Watson the $35 to $40 million a season he has next year? We only have $70 million in cap space. Also, people need to keep in mind that the cap, the, uh, the cap floor is going to be lowering as well. It already lowered this year. You don't think it's going to lower again next year? We're still dealing with the issues. Everyone knows what's going on around this world. Okay, I'm not going to say it because you two be tripping, but we all know what's going on. The cap could lower again next year. And you'd be paying two players on your offense pretty much $50, $60 million. That's just two players. The cap is $70 million. You have no pass rushers. You have no corners. You have no good offensive linemen outside of Makai Becton. You have nothing. And your safety might be gone, too. How the hell are you going to pay Marcus May? I'm just asking these I'm asking questions. I want to hear. I want to hear from everybody. Listen, I'm going to go to my guy, Jason, next, and then we're going to come to Venom G's for show. We definitely going to talk to him. But I'm going to my guy, uh, Jason, next, I believe this is. Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. 
Jason, how are you feeling about the possibility of Robert Soleil becoming our next head coach? Um, thank you for letting me be on. Um, uh, very interesting. I've been having a fun night with hearing all these calls and everyone's opinions. Um, to be honest, um, I'm pretty – I have a theory that we won't be seeing him going to be signing tonight. As said, as some mm. people are getting hyped for it and everything – I think I believe Joe Douglas wants to see the wants to see everything. He wants to probably see the Bills off at the Cornell, and they're still and he can't still uh, talk to him because they're still in the playoffs. So he might want to yeah. wait because if he if he could take us to the playoffs, but he wants but he wanted to choose this guy, and this guy doesn't take us there. He wants it just it would be a horrible thing. So everyone's there's big. We're hearing everything right now that everyone wants him signed tonight, and I don't think we won't get him to sign. I would love the signing either way, but I don't think it won't happen tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah, I respect that. Are there any other head coaching candidates that you feel that you will want outside of Robert Soleil? Because I know some people heard about Robert, and they were like, eh, he's all right, I'll take him, but I'd rather have, you know, Eric Benini or – DeBoe or Arthur Smith. Some people were even talking about, uh, you know, Don Martindale as well. There were some people screaming, hey, we should bring him in. So who's another guy that you have on your list that you'd like to see? Um, well, I actually was sad because Matt, um, Matt Bell. Um, Matt Campbell. Is the one, he, yeah, Matt Campbell, sorry. Um, he didn't want to come. He's staying, which I think he's the coach. He was an A-plus coach. He would change everything mm-hmm. for us. But I guess uh, – reason he probably didn't want to come here is probably because we have the number one pick, which if we would have the number one pick, I think he would be able to come here. But um, Eric Demi is interesting because of, again, there's a, he's not doing good at interviews, so something is up. Sub, something that's happening in these interviews, he's just not doing good, mm. which is oh. which is very concerning. So that's something that's yeah. very interesting. But, I w- again, I would like to see the Bills offensive the corner or uh, the defensive corner of the Wavits as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about the draft as well. You look at the situation. Devontae Smith looked phenomenal last night. I mean, that guy was unbelievable. Justin Fields, some people are kind of, you know, shaky about him. But if you're at the number two pick right now, are you taking Justin Fields? Uh, so, with me, I still believe in Sam. So, it, it, okay. so for me, I would say we either trade back or take uh, Chanel, the tackle, or mm-hmm. um, or maybe the receiver, depending. But he might be having injury concerns because he's he was he got injured. So, we mm-hmm. may just to be honest, just trade back. And if we want, trade back to probably the fifth or sixth, we could technically still get a QB if, okay. they, if somebody wants a QB, if our GM wants a QB, if there's one there. Or we could mm-hmm. continue trade back as well or and then take a receiver or a pass rusher or a CB. There's, again, like you said, multiple times, we need a lot of talent on this team. So trade yeah. back and getting these yeah. players is the number yeah. one thing at my list right now. Okay, okay. I, look, I respect that. Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You had a phenomenal call, man. You have yourself a good night, all right? 
You too, man. Peace out, JTS. Jet, jet, jet. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about right now. That's what I'm talking about. I like this call from Jason. He called in with a lot of great takes. We're going to keep going to these lines. The lines is cooking right now. Getting right back to it. I'm going to my guy, man. I'm going to my guy, Venom G's. After that, we're going to Mike and Bay Shore. But listen, Venom G's right now. Savage. Okay, if you ain't know, you need to know. This boy is something else. Venom G's, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling about Robert Soleil possibly being the Jets' next head coach? Oh, man, Joe, I feel great about it. I think we shouldn't let him walk out the building tonight, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think he, his energy, his pedigree, I, I love everything about it, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is there is there anybody else on that on your list that you would maybe prefer yeah. over him? Everybody, they're, they're in the playoffs, so it's going to take some time. I think, you know, I don't know if we have that that amount of time to waste just waiting for them. So I think okay. he's probably the best candidate now. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's in the playoffs. Um, the Bulls in the playoffs. So everybody that's available or you know, we can't talk through through zone is probably in the playoffs. So I don't think there's mm-hmm. nobody that could come in for a second call at this time. Okay. Okay. You no, know, but and those, so in those your are opinion, the two guys that, that I would like to out if we had runner ups, those would be the probably the two. Okay. Okay. So in your opinion, if we go with Soleil, are you concerned that the offensive side of ball will kinda be Left to you know, what I'm saying play like second fiddle. Are you concerned that as a defensive minded no. guy that he won't make sure that the offense is taken care of? No, I think he's going to bring in the right people to, you know, I, I think the pedigree that he's been around from Seattle and from mm-hmm. um, the Forty ers I think I think he he knows what he's doing and he's going to put the right people in place. I don't. I think just because a mm. uh, guy is a defensive coach or a defensive coordinator. We don't got to just say, oh, they're going to disregard the other side of the ball. So I think what mm-hmm. they want is somebody that knows what's going on and somebody that's going mm-hmm. to be, you know, open to running the franchise a, a certain way, just know what's going on on offense, what's going on on defense, maybe a game manager or something like that. But I, I, okay. I love his oh. energy, though. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a great take there. Listen, Deshaun Watson – We've been talking about it tonight. There's a lot of people that are all about him, man, that want him. A lot of Jets fans saying we need to trade for him immediately. What are your thoughts about trading for Deshaun Watson? Are you open to giving up capital for him? No, I I wouldn't give up anything for Deshaun. I I know he's a great quarterback, but I wouldn't give up anything. We just don't have the team right now to – you know, he he will look just like Sam Donald out there. So even if we were to think about trading for him, the the capital that we would have to give up is just so astronomical. It just wouldn't make sense, you know. So so I think you know we just gotta build this thing the right way. I know we want we want a microwave dinner, but I think a homemade dinner would be better. You no, know? <laughs> we can't just put it in again. We can't. We can't. We can't put something in the microwave and then expect it to taste like mom's home cooking, man. So we got to, we got to yeah. wait this time out and wait for the meal to get done. 
Yeah, that I respect that. That that is a damn yeah. good analogy. I like that. I like that quite a bit, you know. I like that analogy, man. Yeah. That's that's some good stuff right there. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect that. You know, I respect that, Nasley. I like and, that. I like that. And, yeah, I, and I, I tell people the same thing. I man. understand why. Understand why mm-hmm. that we've been losing so much. Everybody just wants something to be done quickly, and they don't understand that mm-hmm. money goes into that. You just have to build it the right way, and it's going to take time. Seattle wasn't built like this overnight. You know, yeah. Um, San Francisco wasn't built like that overnight. You know, Cleveland, Buffalo, all these guys built through the trenches. And that's what we got to do, yeah. just sit down, wait a minute, and watch it unfold. Yeah. Yeah, I respect that. So you know? let, let's talk a little bit about the draft, Vida. Let's talk a little bit about the draft. <laughs> Najee Harris looked phenomenal last night. He looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We didn't see him make yeah. plays before. We saw him jump over a guy. We seen him, you know, catching the football out the backfield. I mean, it seemed like damn near nobody on Ohio could to tackle him. You know, yeah. are you taking him at twenty three? Yeah, guys, he's running with three, four guys on him, man. Yeah. So, but are you taking him yeah, at twenty three, so, Venom? Nope. Are you taking all. him with the twenty third pick? Nope, not at all. I, I'm I'm staying the course, man. I'm staying the course. I'm thinking we need to build this lineup. I'm sick of trying to. We try, we try to, you know, get all these veteran guys in to go in the O line. I think we need to get somebody, you know, a rookie and build them up. Just like, just same way we did with that thing. I think Joe's gonna make sure. I think Joe's gonna make sure. We build this team the right way. I have faith in Joe Douglas. He's going to build it the right way. I know we want it to be Bruh. done overnight. That number two, I'll probably take the wide receiver from Alabama and then get an offensive lineman in the 23rd or vice versa, any which way. I'll take the the left tackle, The um, I think it's Swelly. I'll take him at number two or even trade yes, back. So. Venom, bro, Venom is so unbelievably logical. <laughs> Venom, Venom bringing the heat right now. I'm telling you, everything around me is on fire. So, let's, man, Venom, Venom call in. <laughs> um, yeah, um, this is a call. This is a call. This is a call. This is a you know, yeah. we we, we I'm waiting I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the dinner to be cooked, man. Mom's ain't mom's ain't gonna Joe Joe Douglas in the kitchen ain't gonna make it cook overnight. <laughs> Don't put me in no microwave food, man. We've been through that too many yeah. times. Man, listen, Venom calling in with the fire. Listen, Venom, I got to get back to these lines. Thank you for calling in tonight. That was a hell of a call, man. That was a hell of a call. Yeah, no you problem, the truth. A lot of logical takes, man. Yo, thanks, Joe. If anything, have a great night, and I'm going to see you at the next call. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. You have a good one. You too. Listen, Venom called in, you know what I'm saying, with some takes, bro. Had my my place on fire, man. That was ridiculous. I was trying to save myself. There was so much heat coming from... from, 
takes. We're going to keep going to the calls. Again, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. I apologize for anyone that dropped off. We had a lot of callers, a lot of people on. I try to get everybody on, listen to their takes, keep it moving throughout the show. But we're going to our guy, Mike from Bayshore. Mike, you last call of the night, my man. Definitely got to talk about this quickly. Listen, first off, thank you for calling in tonight. Second off, <laughs> what are your thoughts about Robert Soleil possibly being the Jets next head coach, man? Well, I, I love it. I mean, he came back a second interview. Joe Joe did that. You know, everyone listen. Yeah. As Jets fans, we all worry because Chris Johnson needs to be just don't say a word. You stay over there with yeah. the handlers. And people got to remember, Joe D brought him in the second time. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I like what he does with, you know, not his star players. You know, Bosa didn't play a lot this year, if not any. Okay. They had injuries galore, and they were still competitive. That's called coaching. Yeah. We yeah. haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, I would have loved to have Matt Campbell. It would be something different, but, you know, that's fine. Be enemy. He wants to stay in Kansas City. You know, he, uh, you know what scares me about the enemy is that he's interviewed for three years and maybe he's not a good interviewer. I get it. But you notice how Andy Reid is not letting Kafka leave. He's not letting Kafka interview. So you've got you to gotta keep an eye on that. And nothing against the enemy. You know, I hope he does well in the NFL. But you've got to keep an eye on that, you know. Andy Reid let the enemy for the last three seasons go get go ahead interview, but he's not letting Kafka move. He didn't give him permission to go for any interviews. But on the you know, on, on the, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. If we do have the chance to hire him and he brings some of that coaching from the offensive side from the 49ers over to us, because you know, like I said, that team, that team, you was only as good as your depth. And I'm talking about, yeah. man, they have played with all three quarterbacks. Or I don't know how many running backs they have. I don't know how many receivers they had. But they were competitive in every game. And they've been competitive for the last, I don't know how many years. And once they had everybody healthy, look what happened. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you got to keep an eye on that. I'm excited. What about you? Yeah. You know, look, I, I like Soleil. Um, he's not necessarily one of the guys that I had in my top three. But when I – started hearing the rumors surfacing about how, you know, he was a guy that we were interested in interviewing. And then when we sent out the request, I was, you know, I'm okay with it if we do take him. But like you said as well, I'm just looking to see what kind of staff he brings in, who exactly he brings in offensively, because that's been one of the biggest issues that we've had, you know, these past however many years, not being able to field a competent offense. Honestly, we haven't had one since, well, the Fitz was here, I think his first year where he broke franchise records. And even then, when you looked at that offense, you know, around the league, they would have been laughing at those numbers. Some teams in the league would have been like, that's a, a, a below average year for us. So I want to see what type mm-hmm. of coaching he brings in. And I think a lot of that is really going to impact how, you know, how pumped up I get. But I do like him. Um, I do like him as a head coaching prospect. I think he brings a lot to the table, fiery, a guy that can motivate. Um, but I'm looking to see, again, you know, what he does with his staff and if he can turn into that CEO guy, because that's a, that's a big <laughs> thing on it as well. But my next question for you, and I want to talk about it. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. are you in favor of trading for him? And if so, how much capital are you willing to give up? Absolutely not. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson. I wanted him years back. You know, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. Chicago passed on him. I thought, honestly, that year Chicago was going to 
draft Jamal Adams. They needed a safety, too, at that time. But I, you cannot draft – even if you had Deshaun Watson, even if you had – well, maybe Mahomes is a little stretching it. We have so many holes, man. We don't have that capital to give right now. We don't have it to mm. give. And Houston is not getting rid of him. Houston, there's no way – I mean, we could all say, you know, it's a crazy league, but they'd be absolutely out of their mind to get rid of a player like that. that he's, I mean, he's just a stellar guy on the field, off the field. You do what you can yeah. to make him happy. That's, that, he's a franchise quarterback. He is – I mean, he's going to be wearing, a, you know, the gold jacket, man. I, 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 yeah. I, I, like I said – we, we can't – I remember you call like a week ago was saying, you know, we should keep Sam Donald. And when I thought about it, we should keep him. We should keep him because mm-hmm. we haven't gave this kid, this kid a fair fight. We couldn't give this kid a yeah, fair fight. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't given him enough around him. And that starts with the running mm-hmm. game because we're going to go to that. You know what we're going to be talking about in a minute. Yeah, we, let's, let's just go there because I already knew. When I seen, you know – that's why I was like, Mike from Big Shore is next, man. I'm about to hear it. Listen, <laughs> your boy Najee Harris, I ain't going to take nothing away from him. I ain't never disrespected <laughs> Najee, okay, for everybody that's, you know, going to try to hit me on the timeline or on the DMs. I'm not disrespecting Najee. I've never done that. He's phenomenal. He jump over dudes. He run over people. He run around people. Like, there's nothing you could do with this man. Go ahead and get your lo- Najee loving on. Talk man, to me about how, man, how phenomenal him. he looked yesterday. But this is my question, though, Mike. This is my question. All right? We got a little bit of time right. left. This is my question. My final question for you. At 23, are you taking Najee Harris? No, you can't. Even though we want, I mean, I mean, what? it's, it's at, okay, you can't, ahead. though. You can't. You can't. Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm coming at Every other listener right now, we you, want you, Najee you, Harris. You're literally the leader we of the Najee Harris fan base. Uh, I know. You're literally I'm the leader. Get the jersey. I'm, I'm going to get the jersey wherever every he goes. Weekday, <laughs> you called me. You hit me on the timeline. Okay, you you send me invites constantly. You know, everything is Najee Harris with you. Okay, every time, brother. You're brother, not taking him at 23. Is that what you're telling it, me? It's the sexy pick. But we gotta do the right thing, man. We gotta do the oh, right thing, man, and go. we gotta we gotta get. Come the on, man. Hey, at twenty three, the twenty three. I don't even Come think the Monty Smith would be there. But I mean, oh. 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 Come on, man. <laughs> this guy is This is the Najee Harris fan base leader calling me. He's got the, he put up the website. He's emailing people. He's talking to everybody, and he don't want to take Najee Harris at 23. Well, how about this? Come if on, we, man. If, if, Go if ahead. We, if we I'm just messing him, with you, Mike. We, Go ahead, man. I know. I know. But how about this? If we picked him early in the second round, I would have no no qualms about that whatsoever. I would not. Okay. Absolutely. I would, I would, no, 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 no question. But at 23, I would definitely get another receiver. You know, I see us more than likely training out of the number two. You just have to. If this kid from Oregon can remotely even – just a, if he can play right Ooh. tackle, then you draft him. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. question. And then we just build yeah. the interior. But we definitely need a run game. And a guy like Najee Harris, man, if we're picking him early in that second round, I got no qualms. I, man, that, that's my guy. But at 23, that's yeah. way too high. He's probably going to end up in maybe Pittsburgh, Miami – or even, you know, what are these what are these teams playing this weekend? 
might even draft him. Yeah. Because, I mean, a player like that, you cannot pass up on. You know, he's just a game yeah. changer. Even though I love it. I mean, we haven't had a running back since Curtis Martin, my favorite dread of all time, man. But we need yeah. we need a run game, man. And that's how you win. Yeah, yeah, we do. Listen, Mike, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's always great to speak with you, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend, because I, I love Likewise, talking to you. Likewise, brother. Great show, yep. man. Great show. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good night, man. All right, player. We'll talk later. Listen, Mike from Bay Shore calling in, okay? I love that guy. I love talking to him. It's always great to speak with him. Listen, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. It was phenomenal to talk to everybody. Again, I apologize for anyone that dropped off, um, you know, outside of Block Talk tripping. Block Talk is ridiculous. But, um, you know, had a lot of callers tonight, try to cycle through as fast as possible. Uh, but it was great to speak to everybody. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Again, a lot of narratives being smashed, man. A lot of hot head coaching candidates that came in and interviewed. And we'll see if Robert Soleil ends up, you know, being the guy. Again, there's other guys that can come in, but he's in for that second interview. So we'll see what happens going forward. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, give me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's YoungJ000. Follow me. I'll follow you right back, man. I love going back and forth with folks, you know what I'm saying, on Twitter. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll is under the bridge, and I will have my Sam Donald jersey on at all times. Okay, we'll see what happens going forward, but I got my jersey on. You can also follow the show's Twitter as well at TheLongBeachJoe, at TheLongBeachJoe on Twitter. All right. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets is the name of the YouTube channel where you can find my content. I live stream through there as well. So if you want to watch the show live, you can go there. Please subscribe. Turn on your notifications when you go to that. And give me a thumbs up on my videos. Please thumbs up my streams as well. It's greatly appreciated. So when you folks see me in person, all right, when you see me in person, because eventually you will, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for watching. Thank you folks for listening. Thank you folks for calling in. You folks are the absolute best, all right? So you folks have a good one. Peace.